Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. But when? Five days a week. You can catch us Monday through Friday. We come out seven in the morning, kill some windshield time, make us your first listen, and let's dive into how we should probably get past this Rockets team. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, no win is guaranteed for a team who's as shorthanded as we are, but we are going to get into what we need to do well in order to win that matchup as well as what could go wrong. And then in segment two, it's Thirsty Thursday. Look, every single Thursday, Charles and I usually talk about what we want to see more of, what we're thirsty for. Mm-hmm. This one, we asked what you were thirsty for. So we're going to talk <laughs> about that as like a, a special kind of fan edition. And then in segment three, it's shavings. It's where we kind of wrap up everything else. We got a whole lot to talk about in that one, actually. So we're going to talk about Luke Kennard and the three-point contest. Terrence Mann is unfortunately getting into the NFT game. <laughs> so uh, now. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit more about the PG news. And then also uh, there's kind of an interesting poll on who had the best trade deadline. And the Clippers are actually in the conversation. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so this is Clippers versus Rockets preview. We're going to be at this one uh, in a fan capacity. That's right. Shout out Chenny John. Thank you, Chenny John. The best. Yeah, the best. We're going to be sitting in 216. Come say what's up. Um, we'll be over there maybe having a, a beer or two. Um, so the Rockets have won not very many games. Was it 19? Something it, like that. Is it even that many? It might be 13. Um, but an, like eight of those came... <laughs> in a row, which is kind of insane to think about. So this is a team that we theoretically on paper should get past. Yes, for sure. Yes. Sorry, they've won 15 games, excuse me. Um, <laughs> over half of which coming in one streak. Uh, Will, what do we got to do well to get past this Rockets team? So th- there's a few things. There's a few things. Uh, one thing I'm going to be looking for is showing some resistance in the paint. Would love to see that. So Rockets score around 45% of their total points in the paint, yes. which can be somewhat of a nightmare sometimes for this Clippers <laughs> team stylistically. Um, so they're fourth in the league in terms of the total percentage of their points that are scored in the paint. So huh. scoring a high percentage of their points there. Um, look, it, like I said, stylistically, that can present issues for the Clippers. Sure. I just hope that we can see a little bit more containment on the attack, especially mm-hmm. with a team that isn't as top-heavy, but, you know, counterpoint, you do have uh, a, some kind of, like, even scoring there. And They're team, young, too. A team that does, you know, a, attack the basket and get to the line. So yes. uh, we're going to we're gonna definitely need to have some paint presence there. Uh, I mean, I guess Zoo is probably most important for this. I mean, yes. I don't know who else is really... Um, <laughs> Who else is really bringing it heavy? I mean, you know, Morris Batum, isn't really right now defensively, which is a little tough. Morris isn't really defensively, but you know, you you do have Batum. Uh, hopefully, we can get some good stuff out of Man. And, yeah, man, I, like we haven't talked about this. I know we kind of bagged on Reggie last episode uh, in a respectful way. Uh, yeah, we were bagging it, on him because he was very he went tired. elevated from three. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've liked some of the stuff he does defensively in transition, which is yeah, underrated. Off-topic. Transitions better. I feel like this is a common theme with what we need to do well. It all has to do with the paint. It all kind of has to do with the boards and defense. Zoo has been great over the last three games. He's averaging 10 boards, 
over that span. This Rockets team is 29th in total rebounds per game, 21st in offensive rebounding percentage, and 26th in defensive rebounding percentage. Oof. So we got to control the boards. That starts with Zoo to open it up. I kind of hope we lean on him heavy, starting with those, you know, maybe first play of the game for Zoo, let him get comfortable. Um, but then you have a note in here about active hands, too. Yeah, so you'll notice, too, this what we need to do well. Defense is kind of a, a pretty common theme. Um, I'll talk about it and what could go wrong, but both these teams are are, are sort of not great offenses. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, you know, the Clippers still do have a top 10 defense, whereas the Rockets have the worst defense in terms of defensive hmm. rating in the league. That is not good. Uh, so another thing we need to do well is, yeah, those active hands. I'm like... I'm still kind of reeling from that Robert Covington performance last night. That was incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Rockets do actually average the most turnovers in the league as well. They yeah. average around 17 a game. That checks out. Uh, so I'd like to see us kind of turn defense into offense mm -hmm. and just put this one away authoritatively. Off those 17 turnovers a game, the Rockets are giving up around 23 points to their, their opponents Jesus. per game. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This is another one of the things I would love to see Terrence kind of chaos it up. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I, I love to see, <laughs> I, I love seeing Covington throw it down. Maybe if the shots aren't falling for Reggie, I, I'd kind of like it when he just kind of pushes the tempo, yeah. uh, and, and in transition just kind of gets to the basket or facilitate somebody else doing so. Speaking of facilitating other people, we need to generate a few more three point attempts than we have been. Yeah. Uh, over the last five games, the Clips have shot below our season average in three-point attempts. It'd be nice to get on track against the Rocket teams that allows the sixth most three-point attempts in the league by their opponents. Canard's time to shine coming off the bench versus not a very good Rockets reserve unit. That's something I'm excited to see. And a chance for Reggie. If he makes one three-pointer, it's better than what happened versus Suns. He went 0 of 8, so I'm looking for him to come back firing. Not sure what we'll get from Morris because he was really hot last game. We know how that goes. Um, but what could go wrong in this one? So uh, another interesting note, I talked about the paint and what we need to do well. Uh, the Rockets actually take the fifth most three-point attempts in the league. Uh, the efficiency isn't quite there. They're 20th in the league in percentage. Uh, we're eighth in percentage at okay. around 36%. Um, but hey, you know, sometimes the math can work out in your favor. They're taking 39 a game on average to our 34, which is 19th in the league. Jesus. Uh, and honestly, a big part of that seven-game win streak was just a change in the efficiency uh, from beyond the arc. Good call. They shot over 40% in, I think, all but two of those games. Um, and some of them, you know, they were like 48%, 46% as a team, Damn. which is uh, pretty scary. So, yeah, I don't know. When you take a lot of those attempts, um, you know, obviously you're putting yourself in position mathematically. Sure, like the idea is <laughs> right. Yeah, like uh, two if you hit them. And that, that's kind of an interesting thing looking at this Rockets team, too, is like that, you know, they have a modern offense in terms of their shot profile. <laughs> they just can't it's make just, the shot. <laughs> I, I mean, you said they have what, though? How many 19-year-olds? They have four 19-year-olds on their team. Yeah. I mean, like, you're just not going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Um, That's like an illegal AAU team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, what do you think could go wrong on this one? I mean, young legs get a little too much hope early, right? Like, the Rockets play at the number one pace in the league. They got guys who can excel in transition in green and wood, like... Christian Wood's going to be, a, they're going to, he's the focus of their offense for the most part. They lead the league, like we talked about, in getting to the free throw line. Um, sorry, they're second um, in the league in getting to the free throw line, but they're dead last in free throw percentage. They're only Oof. shooting 71% from Oof. the line, which you got to be, because like, like you said, their offense, if they were able to be league average at shooting threes, 
with how many free throws they get. And if they were league average at shooting free throws, that ups their win total like a fair amount. Oh, so for if sure. these things coalesce, it can be bad, but we just can't let them in the game. Like when you're playing a team like this Rockets team, I, I know the Clippers are down guys right now, but we can't give them hope. We are able to win this game. We should win this game. Um, yeah, and I just, it's going to be interesting. I'm not super confident about this game. I'm just like, I got to see what we're coming out with pain defense-wise. Yeah, no, I, I like that point. And and I alluded to it earlier, but like like I said, both of these offenses are kind of similarly anemic. Like, Rockets, There's going to be some droughts. There's This this might be a game where there's like three separate three-minute droughts. Yeah, the <laughs> Rockets don't have a single 20-point-per-game scorer on their roster. Okay. Neither do the Clippers yeah. currently. Uh, four active Clippers average double-digit scoring. Okay. Rockets have six guys averaging double-digit scoring. Okay. So, uh, but like I said, the the, the differentiator is going to be the Rockets have the worst defense in terms of defensive yes. rating in the league. So the the thing to me is, you know, you you hinted at it, but can we show up and and bring the intensity to a you know quote unquote lesser opponent? a younger team? Yeah, because uh, you know. I feel like we can count on this team to fight like tooth and nail against other contenders. Sure. Like it, it, it's what they do. Uh, those are the, you know, for whatever reason, those are the matches that are circled on their calendar. They wake up, Gotta they're be. ready for it. Uh, but can they show up and, and will they show up early and for 48 minutes against a Rockets team that is not looking to roll over and has young guys that like, if they see some success early, you know, they might, they could go off on you. Yeah. And like, there's, I don't know what the pre all-star break vibes are going to be for either team. Oh, good call which too. Which is another yeah. thing. And that's another factor. Yeah. Like that's, that's just a wild card. Absolutely. <laughs> like, another factor. And the Rockets have another game or are we their last game before? Um, let me check that real quick. Are we their last game before the all-star break? Cause they're just going to put it all out there. If we are. Um, yep, we are. <laughs> so yeah, we get them on the second night of a back-to-back. So they're going to be a little tired. Um, yeah. Young we'll, guys though. Young guys, we'll see what happens. Um, if you want to maybe put some money down on this game, you got to check out Prize Picks. We're going to be talking Thursday, Thursday, but now we got to give you uh, the info on Prize Picks, which offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy prop rater and offers all the superstar players as well as the bench players, which is who you'll be betting on for the Clippers, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Wonder what that uh, semi ogile you know, points over under is over on prize picks. What about deflections Half? for Covington? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm taking the over, whatever it is. Uh, prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Right now, if you use promo code NBA, you'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks, which is fantastic. You pick two to five players and over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on an entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. You can do mixed sport entries. You can take some hockey lines versus, you know, made baskets for zoo. Whatever you want to do, use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, so we're talking Thirsty Thursday. Every single week we talk about who and what we want to see more of, what we're thirsty for, and I think we're both in agreement on the first point <laughs> in this segment. More Covington. Everybody, there's nothing that's more unanimous, I think, among Clippers fans, especially on Clippers Twitter, that there needs to be more Covington. Yeah. And maybe it's a ramp-up thing, or you, they're just making it, you know, like, I, I don't know. Um, but it's might- also it, he's also, like, a little bit of a victim of lineups that he plays with, right? Like, sometimes we yeah. see this bench unit sure. not be very effective. 
Um, and you know, while we're not doing like full hockey style changes, uh, <laughs> well, sometimes we do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it, that is going to cut into those minutes. Yes, he played seven minutes in the first half versus Phoenix, and he ended up with twenty-one. I'm pretty sure he played the whole fourth, which is an issue. We're going to talk about kind of rotations in a bit, but I, you know, we've talked about it about how him and one of him and Batum has to be on the court at all times, like. If you sub when you're subbing Batum out in the first, bring Covington on and just make it a nightmare at that one spot for the entire first quarter for the other team. Like that's once we get into a rhythm with everyone healthy, I think that's what we'll see. And I'm just anxious to see that. Yeah, yeah. So at this point in time, I, I feel like the gen like the normal thing is have one of like Morris or Batum on the floor at all times. Yeah. Do you think it that Covington is more of an essential on the floor right now than Marcus Morris? That it man. It depends. It depends what the offense is looking like. Yeah. If the offense I agree is looking fine, put Roko in. I agree Let's with you. Let's get this. Yeah. If the offense is bad, we kind of need Morris out there. Yeah, or if we're just struggling to get a stop. I think that that, you know, that that's might, when it's Roko. Yeah, that might change uh, change that a little bit. And you know, the Morris thing can change, uh, and I think it will change when and should this team make the playoffs. Yeah. Um but yeah, during the regular season, I, th- I think defensively, Rocco might be the safer bet. He just looks like he's moving better, like physically. I mean, he also like doesn't have the offensive sure. responsibility right. or bag that Marcus Morris does. <laughs> right. Um, you see that crossover the other night? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, so I think that that can like we talk about specific tools on this team, and I think that that yeah. helps you know, coming to be a little bit more of a, a special kind of player in that way. Yeah. Um, also, let's just get his contract drafted up right now. <laughs> All for, right. Man, let's let's chill. What? Let's chill. You know what? Covington on this team next year? No, you know I do. And and he's definitely, a, I, I would say, like, for where we are right now, a must sign. Two years with a team option. We're still talking, like, a, a week worth of sample sure, size. But he fits the team. A, a, a two-year contract with a team option, two for 22. No. No? Too much money. What are you going? Two for 16. Yeah, all right. That's fair. Yeah, two for 16. Team option? Love it. Cap's going up. Yeah, he's not, to me, like, he's not a player who's worth more than, like, the mid-level exemption, which we won't have access to because we're over the tax, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, I, I think he's probably closer to, yeah, like that. Eight a year thing for me, and the vibe go as right. high. I could go as high as ten, and you know what? It's Steve Ballman's Ballman's money. So <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't really care. Will um, is wearing a T-shirt that says the Gingham Group on it, so you might be <laughs> on the inside. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like the vibes seem like they're good with Robert Covington on the team, which is great. Oh yeah, we talked about. So this I think the he other might night. take a discount, like not a discount. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a good chance to maybe win a ring next year. He's going to be on probably the best team he's ever been on. Um, so I those think, Rockies teams were good. Sure, they were good. Um, but I think this this Clippers team next year. Yeah, it's at least his best shot from here on out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, either way, what Roko on the team? The vibes are great. The vibes are great. I like. I talked about this yesterday, but he's a player that I love watching on the bench because he is. Yeah. He's so into it, Tomer, like yeah, he's like he's like heavy into his teammates, and it's it's just the it is definitely like the right kind of fit, 
and you know that the front office is going to prioritize this signing. Wingstop, man. He fits. <laughs> he just fits like the exact mold for what we value, you know, in yeah. players. So yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Rick Ross. He's was, he's also impressed me. He, yeah, he, he has, <laughs> yeah. Also he, that. Yeah, he, he's he been has great. <laughs> he, he has impressed me. Like you know, he's a he's a player that I have been a fan of. You know, but he's had his ups and downs, and I kind of questioned, I guess, how much he had left in the tank. A lot of people did. Yeah, um, that's fair. But yeah, so far I, I think that he can be a solid contributor for this team. And he stepped worth. up so big with Norm out too, like just being available. Um, yeah. All right, we asked Clippers Twitter what they wanted to see more um, after this this Clippers team post All Star break. Spoiler alert: uh, a lot of people said Kawhi and PG. A lot of people said just PG. A lot of people said Norm Powell and PG. Health in general was a very big theme. Yeah, it always is, which makes sense. Um, All 30 teams. So really no arguments there from that. No. Um, Robert Flom said the return of Ty Wallace. Ooh, okay. <laughs> now we're talking. You know, we, we, we cut a couple of those guys uh, per the G League stats page, which I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure how often it's updated. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I, like, it's it's a little difficult <laughs> to track that stuff It feels a little down. dicey. Uh, but per the G League stats page, Ty Wallace has played 11 games for ACC. He started eight of them, and he's averaging... 25 and four and a half, taking five threes a game and hitting them at a 48% clip. What was he doing the other three games? I think that was maybe, you know, hanging out, doing his thing, coming off the bench, ramping up, lighting fools up. Um, 48%. I mean, that's wild. Uh, you know, you like, I would love Ty Wallace when he was on this team. Get Hood Nosley out of here, promote him here, give him a real contract, get Ty Wallace up here. <laughs> I love this. This is like a this is a deep cut for Clippers fandom. Um, this would be a good time. This this would be a good time. Do it you, would serve no purpose. Oh, and- absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, I would say like just body of work wise, uh, you know, you have he's chiseled something out, and like you have a little bit more assurance of some sort of consistency in Taiwan. Getting an electric score than you do <laughs> say Jason Preston. Which I have my thoughts about Jason Preston, which we'll talk about once we've had him see, play a couple games. Um, what are your thoughts? Real vibe quick. Just, vibe just don't seem right. <laughs> Where's the footage of him hanging out with teammates? It's true. Vibe just don't seem right. Um, yeah, give me Ty Wallace over Preston right now. Shout out Robert Flom. Um, Clipper Joe says, better decisions from the coaching staff on substitutions. We can't expect Reggie to play 48 plus minutes a night, which that would be terrifying because that means every game goes to overtime. Um, but Reggie is, to this man's point, Averaging the second most minutes of his career, 31 per game, at the age of 31. Yeah, so this to me is like the epitome of the... Legit concern, I'd say. Well, that and like the Ty Lue quote, like everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yes. The plan was never for Reggie to play the second most minutes <laughs> yeah. like in his the career. The entire fourth and the whole first. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and I mean, I, I know that like especially, you know, that there's the recent memory of this back-to-back, and he definitely played way too many minutes. And, like, it was just another one of those sort of... I talked about with Robert Covington, like, sort of being a victim of his lineup and situation. Reggie was absolutely the same way. That bench unit started to work when they subbed Reggie in. And he was like, oh, God, I got to play this whole four. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, I like, I'm with you. It's a lot of... It's it's a lot, and you don't want to ride these guys too hard because obviously we can't risk any more injuries yeah. this period especially at the guard position where we're so thin we have, to begin ag- with. We have like our ab- actual point guard yeah yeah it's a manufactured so, crisis so i'm with you it, it's just a little bit difficult because like we talk about here you know in 
Ty Lue is so limited in the lineups that he can throw out there, you know, purely based on availability and, sure. and the dispersion of players that we have at a given position. Which is why we see sometimes, too, like, I, I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of thought Hart was in a little too long versus Suns. Yeah. Maybe bring Zoo back at some points, but he also needs rest, which is another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I, and it's not like there's like been a bunch of glaring issues, which is nice. Like this hasn't really been a concern like consistently throughout the season. Like Tyloo's done infinitely more good than bad this year. Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, I think and that he's that, seeing what sticks. I, I and I think that that is, um, I, it is to me a little bit of a trademark of some of Tyloo's rotations. Is I do think that he you say, kind what of, the hell, and then they work. Uh, well, he wa- <laughs> he he wants to get the most effective closing lineups, obviously, but. Also, I, I do think that there's like a test of like the in-game load you can put on a player in a single stint. Sure. You know, generally we saw one of Paul George or Kawhi playing a full first, and that was like kind of like how how he would run yeah. things. So I, I think that that is something that he explores. And you know there's not a player on this roster. It's just not in their identity to be like, you know what, coach, I just don't have it tonight. Can yeah. you please put me on the bench? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they want to play. this team. I love that. That's a fantastic take. Like, they want to play. Like, they're like, give me out. I want to do this. They um, want to play. Man, Tyler's such a great coach. Finally, we have DJF Primal, who uh, said, staying consistent to our defense and ball movement, less Reggie Hero ball, more of him passing, staying aggressive. Another heavy theme was just kind of effort kind of staying as good as it has been like a lot of people are just like why do we want to see more wait of the from same? reggie specifically or overall whole team a lot of people were just like we want to see more of the same and yeah, it's like it, hey hell yeah sign me up yeah I, I i definitely agree with that i think that the effort thing has been really a lot better uh as of the last stretch of games even though i know we kind of went on a, a, a little bit of a losing streak there that to me was never an effort issue no the schedule was, was a goddamn nightmare it, yeah it was schedule and just like you know, there's no way getting around it. Like when you're playing a team that is top heavier than you are, yes, we have a good defense. There's truly only so much you can stop. Yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, Reggie and the ball movement thing, like, yes, there are still some times that it's really frustrating. But overall, I, I feel like he's getting into a flow of, of getting his teammates more involved. Yeah. Especially. Gotta be Luke, usually. <laughs> yeah, well, and like, especially now. I mean, I, I think there were times, especially like when Paul George first went out, where he felt yeah, he must have felt the pressure of of trying to carry this team. A hundred percent. And uh, I, I think now he's seen that like this is a team where like the the whole is better than the sum of its parts or whatever the saying is. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, don't look a gift horse in the you know, grass is always greener. Don't kiss a gift horse on the mouth. Never do that. Uh, coming up, we're talking Luke Kennard being disrespected uh, per an athletic article for the three-point contest and then just kind of talking about, you know, the Clippers trade deadline. But first, Will, if I wanted to bet online, where the heck can I do that? You got to check out betonline.net. Okay, that makes sense. Look, uh, there's no more football being played, but you could have placed bets on football on betonline.net. They got way more odds and info for the playoff season. From score totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things betting in 2022. And it's not just football, thankfully, because it's over. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts 
All right, welcome to Shavings. We got a whole bunch of stuff to get to. Hey. What's the fall? So per an athletic article, we had Luke Kennard at plus 800 in the three-point contest, which if you're not familiar with betting odds, that means if you bet $100 on Luke Kennard to win the contest, which I might do, you'll win $800. Who's the favorite? Uh, I don't know. I was just looking for Luke Kennard. Just kidding. Uh, Fair enough. I'll tell you what. should be Luke Kennard. Seems like you skim, really skimmed this article. <laughs> Absolutely. I looked at the chart. Um, how disrespectful is this on a scale? I don't need to skim an article to let me know that Kennard having plus 800 odds in a three-point contest in his home state is insane. Yeah, eight to one to me seems pretty crazy. Three to one, I can maybe understand. Sure. Uh, Why not? But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like this this seems a little disrespectful. But The favorite was Patty Mills and Fred Van Vliet. Kennard is the... Has the third worst odds. CJ McCollum has plus nine fifty. Carl Anthony Towns plus twelve hundred. Uh, well, that makes sense. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but Kennard is behind Levine, Bain, Trey Young, Fred Van Fleet, Patty Mills. I'm li- I'm liking Luke Kennard. In They're this. all good shooters. I'm not trying to say that it's like a, a blowout, but he also has the experience in three point shooting competitions. Have these guys ever won? The high, the high school All America, the McDonald's <laughs> High School All America. I don't think so. Well, Trey Young might have. <laughs> um, I'd, yeah, just put your money down. I'm waiting for these odds to come up on Bet Online, uh, and I'm gonna put money on Luke Kennard winning it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's put, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put money I don't have on him winning it. Let's, we're betting the house, <laughs> literally. Um, all right, uh, we can, uh, you can go ahead. Oh, uh, shavings. Also, we we just bounce around in this segment. Yeah. Um, we can go ahead and add Terrence Mann to the list of Clippers into NFTs. Oh, man. This a little sucks. He's into the GOAT Society, which, stop me if you've heard this one before. It's just drawings of, you know, people, but they're goats. Oh, my God. NFTs are so stupid. They're so stupid. Um, if you're making NFTs or making money off NFTs, know that we're not criticizing you. I'm not criticizing, but, an, an, I'm not criticizing an artist who's making NFTs yeah, and making money. I'm no, criticizing pumping dumb crypto scams. Yeah, like, and if, if artists are making money off of this, then I'm I'm very happy. Uh, but like the investor angle and like the whole other thing, I just think is like is so stupid. If rich people are doing something to make money, it's not for regular people to also somehow make money. Yeah, well, and like <laughs> we've already seen reports of like uh, people are selling and like trading NFTs to themselves to artificially drive up the price. Yeah, um, this had me thinking though. Given the age disparity of kind of people on the Clippers, it's funny to think about like Brandon Boston Jr. trying to tell Marcus Morris or Ty Lue about crypto and NFT. <laughs> what the hell is fungible? Be like, yeah, coach, it's the blockchain. He's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Got your blockchain right here, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, yes, that's a, that's like something that someone on the Clippers would say. Or like, or like Nick Batum trying to learn. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we do have a cool Terrence note, though. He was rocking a very sweet-looking hoodie. It said, invest in women on it at the game versus the Suns. All proceeds of that were going to the Lowell Boys and Girls Club. He's exactly. really been doing a lot for the Lowell Boys and Girls Dude, Club. Dude, shout and out it's, Terrence. It's, it's pretty incredible. The, yeah. If there's one thing I respect, it's someone who loves and represents their city. Also, Terrence Mann, uh, worst taste in art on the Clippers. Sure. Of course he's in that. Interior, interior design and wall stuff. Um... Yeah, it's cool. We got this info from a fantastic Miriam Swanson article in the OC Registry. You should read all of her articles. He teamed up with Kelsey Trainer of the Invest Pay Higher brand. So shout out to everyone involved in this. This is a good note. Yeah, it's a um, good time. That's a good time. All right, now let's uh, let's talk this trade deadline. 
Yeah, so we're almost a week removed. A week removed by the time you're listening to this, sure. depending on how early you listen to it. Uh, how do <laughs> Two we weeks, feel, depending how late. <laughs> uh, how do we feel about the Clippers trade deadline now that we're about a week removed? I mean, I want to give Robert Covington a two-year $22 million contract, so I'm hyped as hell. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bummer oh. that Norm is already out. Yeah. Um, that was, you know. That- is really the only issue. That was like one of the sweetest pieces, but hey, you know, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, uh, SB Nation and DraftKings put together like a little bit of a poll for their people in their like email list or whatever, basically asking who had the best trade deadline. And look, the winners, as you could probably imagine, thirty one percent. The Brooklyn Nets were the winner. Uh, close second. Sixers, 28%. Sure. You got the Pacers at 21%. Yep. Uh, and then the Celtics and the Clippers both tied for 7%, which I think it's interesting because it, it depends to me on how you look at it, I suppose. I mean, I would say the Nets and the Sixers both made the biggest moves. Uh, yeah, which is going to get – Yeah, I mean, they both – they both got better? They both got better. (laughs) It's interesting because the Nets do add a defender and I guess a younger player than James Harden, and they got some, uh, you know, some depth, some depth. Seth, like yeah, they got some depth pieces as well as, um, as well as some draft assets back. The Sixers, to me though, might like so like. I think long, people are just long term. I guess the Nets kind of won this trade. I think like currently the Sixers are going from a someone that was not a player, a complete zero. Yes. To true. James Harden. So that's a good point. I would say like maybe at the deadline, I would maybe say the Sixers won the trade. If you know, maybe the Nets won the war. But who's yes. to say? It's pretty even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Think and and right both of now. these teams were pretty close. Pacers make sense. Um, you know they got. They got Halliburton in like another <laughs> head scratching <laughs> Kings move. Um, Celtics and Clippers. So to me, the Celtics, it's interesting because they just had such a need at the guard position and getting Derek White for what they got him for. Yeah. Um, you know, and and then you want to talk about you want to talk about Daniel Tice. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, get, getting a guard of, of that caliber for for what they gave up, I think, is really really good. And the Clippers, you know, I I. I you have People to just put aren't hyped. I, I just don't think the average basketball fan, and I don't mean this is a disrespect to the quote-unquote average basketball fan, just isn't immediately hyped on Norm Powell and Robert Covington. And I'm honestly basing that purely on what their names are. You see I, those two names, and you're like, oh, are they good at basketball? They are, but if you're not, you didn't watch a lot of Blazers or anything like that. Like, and I think that uh, also like these things, you know, we talk about the sort of the recency bias of NBA fandom, especially on Twitter. Um Sure, yes. but I, I think that this looks a little bit different with a healthy Clippers team and the exact same moves. That oh, we if made our team was deadline. fully healthy, and we make these moves. It's yeah, it's it's over. As yeah, I've said we're championship favorites next year, so I think it'll be. I good. think the Clippers could be okay next year. Hot take: If everyone's healthy, we're going to win a couple more games. <laughs> <laughs> um, that about wraps it up. But we want to give a PSA real quick, which we might do until the official news is made, but. Let's stay calm about this PG stuff. Yeah, what what do we got? A little, the day you're listening to this, about a week until the next MRI. Yes, eight days till the next MRI. And then we can all freak out or get hyped. And then there's a two-week ramp-up period. Yeah, So or not. Or not. So, hey, we can be optimistic. I'm, I'm optimistic, but cautiously. Yeah. You know, just be chill about it. Don't talk too much shit to your coworkers, as some of us might do. 
Um, but yeah, I think that, that about wraps things up. Uh, Friday's episode, recap of Clippers versus Rockets. One more time, we'll be there. Come say what's up, section 216. Um, you know, we'll be drinking some beers. Maybe buy us a beer. I don't know. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Do so you think, think Bob would buy us a beer? No. Probably not. Probably not. Probably just kick us out. <laughs> get that guy out of here. He'll get his he'll get his gingham his gingham waist security guard. <laughs> if Balmer has Secret Service, but they're all wearing gingham shirts and they have the earpiece. Even like they got the bulletproof vest, but it's a gingham. Yeah, they're all turning their head to the right and holding their ear at the same time. Um we're gonna be maybe doing some pack div talk. Probably. It's always a good time. It'll be Friday. Everyone loves it. Uh Canard three point contest predictions. Hot take hundred percent. He's not gonna miss a single shot. Um I love Mary Quarantine, of course. Maybe an all-star break themed one. And whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, if these people had some thoughts about the podcast that they wish they could put somewhere that were useful, where could they do that? Uh, so you could do that over on Apple Podcasts uh, or the podcast app on your mobile device. You can now leave ratings and reviews over on Spotify. We'd like to get those numbers up. It'd really help us out if you did that. You can also check the show out on either one of those platforms. In addition, you can check it out on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, on Stitcher, on Deezer. Uh, and you can also always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It works. It's great. We did mention it up top, but we come at you Monday through Friday. 7 a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. We hope you're rocking with us for when when we're just celebrating in complete, utter joy about Luke Kennard winning the three-point competition. Oh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you.